you use emojis to express what you feel you can't express with words. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the fact that emoji are apparently showing up in court cases exponentially, you might want to be careful what emojis you send. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you, I mean, maybe there's uh, diversion emojis so that when if, when or if you happen to be in a court case and your texts show up as evidence, you know, then they'll be like, well, what were you thinking here? And you're like, I don't know. It was 3 a.m. and it was a Tuesday. Yeah. So who who knows what could have been uh, meant by those emoji. Yeah. But here we are. It's 2019 and courts don't know what to do uh, with all these emojis showing up in, in evidence. And some of them tell better stories than others. If you are sending a text to somebody that's like, hey, man, you holding needle emoji, tree emoji, smoke emoji, like maybe don't do that. That's stupid. That's pretty self-explanatory. But then you get into a much rougher territory. I don't know. I mean, maybe they're trying to say, like, I want to save some trees in my neighborhood and there's a specific, <laughs> you know, sap or something that I yeah, need to inject ex- into the yeah. trunk of or the tree. extract, maybe. Or extract so yeah. that I can plant some new trees because trees are good for the environment <laughs> and, like, how they, you know, absorb carbon dioxide, you know, all that stuff. That's, uh-huh. that's exactly what they could be saying, Jill. No other reason. <laughs> this is why I'm not a judge because I'd be like, sure. I exactly. Now, what is what is going on here now? Uh, okay. You, 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 I, can, I can break it down. Yes. Walk me through this. Okay. So emoticons were kind of like the the basic face, like, you know, orange, yellow face with some winks and some smiles. But starting in like 2012, 2013, and then exploding in 2015, emoji, as we got more smartphones, and you could be more expressive mm-hmm. with these facial images and then other... Uh, animals and check marks and all these other cool things. They start exploding in communication, especially with text messages. Text messages, I believe, are like the number one way people communicate uh, on smartphones. And so if that's the number one way you communicate, chances are that's going to end up getting into some kind of criminal situation and showing up as evidence uh, in a preceding court case. So uh, since 2015, emojis have taken over emoticons as the most used, like, non-kind of English or, you know, language communication, and they're showing up in all types of cases from murder to robbery. Mm. So, yeah, uh, in murder cases, emoji could be found in threats that took place between the defendant and the victim. Uh, They could serve as evidence that suggests the defendant's state of mind, uh, whether they had, you know, propensity to commit that crime. Uh, My favorite of the story here uh, is in 2017, a couple in Israel was charged thousands of dollars in fees after a court ruled that their use of emoji to a landlord signaled an intent to rent the apartment. So basically, like after sending an enthusiastic text that they wanted the apartment, uh, the text can uh, also contained a string of emoji that included a champagne bottle, a squirrel, and a comet. But then they stopped responding to the landlord and rented a different apartment. So the court declared that the couple acted in bad faith, ruling that the icons conveyed great optimism. Yeah. And I mean, the, yeah. The, the champagne bottle. The champagne bottle's big. Right the, there. The squirrel. I don't even know what the that comet, means. Maybe the comet is, like, excited, like, we're, you know, over the, over the moon. Yeah. As comets can do, I guess. But squirrels uh, squirrel. have never indicated anything more than, like... Nervous anxiety to me. Yeah, the squirrel 
maybe that's more of an Israel-specific thing that has more significance in that country. Perhaps. But uh, the champagne bottle leading off is definitely like, that you know, pop the court. Like, we're excited yeah. to do this. And then they bounced on the landlord. So as much as I'm not pro-landlord in many cases as yeah. a, as a long-serving uh, tenant, uh, you know, I think the landlord has a, has a case here. Yeah. And a, the judge in the court agreed. Use your words, Team Vocalo. I think that's what this can say to all of us. I I feel for for the uh, the Lonely Hearts clubs out here on these internet streets. Yeah, especially yeah. now that I know that it's costing people actual money. Yeah, and the these are just the people who reported it. So like Americans, you know, looking for love online, and various dating apps and websites, uh, lost at least 143 million dollars to scammers last year. How but, are people getting scammed with love? Yeah, I mean, so, uh, so many ways, <laughs> so many ways, but I'm just concerned about the next three word or four words there, according to reports filed, which means that a lot of people are getting scammed I'm and they ain't to fi- reporting yeah. that. So that number, which is quadrupled, it was $33 million in 2015, is now... Mm-hmm. 143 million reported scams last year. So we're got we're probably over a billion dollars if we're being honest. Like I'm guessing less than 10% are re- reporting these cuz they're probably too embarrassed. Yeah. As I as would I. I think I would be too. I think I would yeah. just take the L and keep it moving. Exactly. Yeah. So these uh swindlers, scammers, whatever you want to call them, will often use fake or stolen identities to attract unsuspecting victims. Uh also known as catfishing. Uh, they'll lead their targets on sometimes for long periods, building up trust only to abuse it. Uh, so the number of reports have doubled over a three-year period. Uh, it was, let's see, 8,500 in 2015. It's now over 21,000 in 2018. Oh, uh, they don't, these scams don't just take place on dating websites. They can take place all over social media, Facebook, even through online games. You've seen like online game ads on various websites and you know, people click on the ad and it goes downhill from there. Not to say that I've done that. Not done that. <laughs> just saying. I just, heard, as a general tech expert, <laughs> I know that these things can happen to other people. Uh, yeah, so the key is they, the scammer wants to get, like, one-on-one communication mm-hmm. with you somehow. So the goal is, like, when I get into some kind of private chat, then they start talking you up, and that's where the game begins. Mm. And however long it takes, they get people, you know, on the on the line, on the hook, and then they start, you know, with these more specific questions. Generally, they're, like, abroad. Like, they might be in the military. They might be in another country. And so they're like, hey, I want to meet you, but I don't have enough money to get a ticket to get over to see you. Could you wire mm-hmm. me some funds so that I can meet you? So by this point, you're already hooked. You're already in. Like you're in love with this person or you have serious feelings for this person. So, oh, sure, what's $200 or $500 to help them get over to see me in person? You know, IRL. Um, And then it goes from there. So wire transfers are one way. You know, uh, sharing gift or reloadable cards is another way. Uh, 21% got, uh, you know, scammed that way. Uh, other individuals use a mix of cash or cash advances, credit cards, online payments, money orders, and checks. Oof, it just hurts, you know, saying these words. It does. Uh, the age range. So, let's this see. This is interesting. Yeah, people ages 40 to 69 
reported losing money to romance scams at the highest rates. Unfortunately, people over the ages of 70 were hardest hit, and this just makes my heart just hurt this forever. So Suffering a median loss of $10,000. Hey. Mima just writing checks. Yeah, the retirement just, you know, <sighs> out the window. Uh, also, you know, people get scammed between the ages of 20 to 29, reported median loss of $1,000, which still hurts me. Yeah, that would hurt. That's still that that's would, the equivalent of like twenty thousand dollars for a seventy-two year old. Losing uh, a grand for me right now would like ruin my year. Yeah, yeah, not great, not yeah. great, Bob. Uh, so yeah, it's getting people of all ages, all generations uh, can get scammed. So no one is immune, unfortunately. No one is immune. I feel as though this kind of preying on people's uh, vulnerability and people's desire to just love and be loved is like the worst thing you could do but it also seems like the easiest thing yes, in the world the most to do. Yes, lucrative thing yeah. to do so yeah you know the, the FTC is offering some recommendations for people who want to oh. look for love online but not get scammed help us key number one Never send money or gifts to anyone oh, you haven't met hey, in real life. Check that out. That, that is a very, <laughs> you know, I know it's a difficult uh, rule to follow, but try it. Try it with us. A few rules. Yeah, Just, don't, don't, don't send, get high in your own supply. Yeah. Don't send money to people that you don't uh, You know. haven't met. Yeah. Yeah. I barely send money and, to people that I have met. Yeah. And never trust a big button and a smile. Yeah. Those are the rules. <laughs> yes. Especially one you haven't seen in real life. Yeah. Ooh, speaking of catfishing. Yeah. So... <laughs> conducting reverse image searches, which is a thing you can do, uh, will also help. So if you do happen to see an a image that you like, you can, you know, do a reverse image search, basically like a Google search for words, but for pictures, mm -hmm. to verify that that profile picture uh, is connected to a real person. Because a lot of these profile pictures are just like stock photos mm -hmm. um, or photos that they've stolen from someone else, and you don't want to be caught up in that. I, I mean, you don't want to be caught up in that. Yeah. And these older people, these these boomers and, and, and the elderly who don't necessarily know that that's a thing you can do are getting caught up by these just, they're just mean, Mike. Yes. And the final rule is just, to, you know, as the FTC says, take it slowly, like slow down. We're trying to move so fast. It's, a, it's the perfect setup. It's like you're online, you're trying to find something fast, quick, something that fits all your preferences, and you find someone, and you're like, just go from zero to 60 in like less than a second. But that's how you get caught up when you're not paying attention because you don't, you don't want this to be wrong, you know, and I feel, I feel for you. But it can always get worse, and the scammers are out there because they know that people are weak, especially around Valentine's Day, and that's how they get you. So just don't fall even further down uh, you know, in the trap, you know. Don't do it. You would think that all these people who are the same age as like Diana Ross would know that you can't hurry, love. You just have to wait. It's easy to sing. It is. It's easy to it's say. Easier to, but when you're caught up in that, you know, know, we can all be victims. The heart wants what it wants. Mike McGee is here. He's our senior tech correspondent. He's bringing us tales from across t the tech world. Uh, our last story is something that I can get down with. I like learning. But I'm also kind of lazy. Yeah. So this is helping yeah. me out. It's called Learning Language with Netflix. Yeah. I like the kind of in that the previous sentence, yeah. doing a lot of work. It is. Kind of lazy, really? If I, I'm extremely lazy. If I, you know, I work really hard 
and uh, I'm a lazy person with lots to do. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, when I do get some downtime, oh, I'm watching like eight shows in a row. Yeah. I mean, you're lazy because that's like your general like default setting. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you don't get work done. No, you're I not can't. hardworking and, and very motivated with lots of energy when you need it. But mm-hmm. when you don't, mm-hmm. the general default setting is laziness. And Oops. I uh, completely vibe with that because that is my profile setting as well. But so, it doesn't mean yeah. that I don't have the mental capacity to also learn something exactly. while I'm chilling. Exactly. And Netflix uh, provides many different movies and shows that are critically acclaimed in a different language because turns out people, you know, billions of people speak other languages what? besides English. That's crazy. You know, and also, you know, millions of people in this country speak multiple languages. Uh, so maybe you should try to learn if you didn't learn in school or, you know, be serious enough like I was. And now Netflix... Uh, now Siri wants to talk to me. Be cool, Siri. We're good. <laughs> so if you have a Netflix account and you have the Chrome uh, web browser, which if you don't, you can download it for free, Google Chrome mm-hmm. uh, web browser, you can watch shows uh, with two subtitles on at the same time so that you can visually pair the translations with the dialogue. So say there's a you know Spanish telenovela that you want to watch, you can have the Spanish uh, subtitle there and the English subtitle under it. And so as the words are being spoken, they'll highlight each key word. And so you can practice uh, learning a new language by watching your favorite show or maybe a new show in a new language. Uh, and instead of just having the English subtitles or even worse, having like the English dub so that the voices are different people that no, never I can I, never do I that. Can't either the, uh, the movement of the mouth. It's just weird. It doesn't it's like watching brain. a movie when the like the voices are like a half a second off, and so you can tell that it's not right. That just is uh, you yeah. know nails on a chalkboard does not work. But this uh, could help you out. So you can read the dialogue, but also read it in a different language. So they have Danish, Dutch, English, French, German, Italian, Norwegian, Portuguese, Spanish, Swedish, and Turkish already. Uh, so if you want to learn one of those or, uh, you know, a few of those languages, you can go on to this, uh, learning language with Netflix site. You can download the Chrome extension for free and, uh, watch it in the web browser. So it's not going to be available right now on your Netflix app on your phone, or if you have a, you know, a streaming box like a Roku or Apple TV, this uh, feature is not available on those platforms, mm-hmm. but if this is successful and you can watch it on your Chrome uh, mobile browser or your Chrome desktop browser, mm-hmm. this could be something that Netflix officially adopts. Right now, it's just two guys building this uh, outside. They don't work for Netflix, mm-hmm. but if this catches on, maybe Netflix might incorporate it into all the platforms that you can see uh, and stream Netflix. So, yeah, and it's really customizable for your skill level. It seems really customizable for uh, there's languages here that like, dang, yeah, I could learn Turkish today. I didn't plan on it, but since it's right here, why not? Yeah, yeah, it can uh, gray out less common words. It can uh, automatically pause playback at the end of every subtitle. So if you're really just into like learning and serious about it, like after every kind of you know, sentence that is spoken. You can have it pause automatically. Uh, you can set your own language for the translation. Like it's uh, they have, they have put a lot of work in this. So 
we'll see if this is uh, something that catches on and that it's implemented across all the streaming services. We already see, uh, I think there's a service in Asia called Viki that has a learn mode that does the same thing of showing two subtitles at once. So hmm. we'll see if this is something that can catch on. So you can learn while you can binge your favorite TV shows. And yeah, who I've learned a lot from watching TV. Same. Um, my mom, when we were growing up, had, had TVs in almost every room in the house. Uh, and I've learned a lot that I wrote about, you know, C-SPAN and Howard Dean's Scream in 2004 because I was watching <laughs> C-SPAN. Uh, so I've there have been a lot of important mm. developments in my life because of that beautiful rectangular screen. Uh, it used to be a square screen, uh, you know, so TV is great. Shout out to TV. Thanks yeah. for all of it. Thanks for helping raise us. Learn a language. Learn a language. Travel the world.